With us today is uh, Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and he's here to tell us what's going on out in space, what's going on on the moon, and other nifty things. Uh, Steve Cates, uh, give us a it's Sunday morning. Give us a well, briefing. Well, good morning, John. Good to be with you and your listeners here. We find out if we look at the space industry, it's actually pretty popular and obviously can be a big moneymaker. According to many sources, the whole space industry now is worth about $464 billion, but it could explode to $1 trillion by 2040 because of all the missions that are going up there. I wish we had so much more time to talk about them, but to put this in encapsulated form, Google's Lunar X Prize, what was that? That was something that Google was going to pay $20 million to a private company that would place a lander on the surface of the moon, a little rover would come out and travel, send back images and data to win the prize. But we find out that very close to that, something was happening with the Japanese, John, a little Japanese spacecraft called Hakuto-R. Hakuto in Japanese means white rabbit, because in that mythology they believe there's a white rabbit running around on the moon. But sadly, they actually lost contact with this. This was all exciting. It was all live-streamed. And if it did land, out of it was going to come a little rover called Rashid, built by the Arabs in Dubai, because on the surface of the moon, a day is 14 Earth days long. But, John, it's so sad that for a little spacecraft uh, that could, apparently didn't. So that's an interesting story, don't you think? No. I mean, what, what do you think happened? Well, I think two theories. One is that the engines ran out of fuel. That's one possibility, because you got one-sixth gravity there. The little thing would come down, not like it would on the Earth, and just smash to pieces. Or that it came on too, too hard, and that they didn't have a way to shut down the power on this. But amazing that, you know, Google a long time ago came up with this X Prize, and it's interesting to see. My dream would be this. Send one of those little spacecraft, and I think you would agree, back to the Apollo 11 landing site, and let's put to rest any concerns that anybody might have that we never went to the moon, because you would see this amazing lunar, the lower descent module, sitting on the moon, whatever materials lying around there, the flag apparently fell over, but you would see that. But imagine that in 4K or 8K video. Wouldn't that be amazing to see that? Well, I mean, uh, the other day, somebody hit me with that uh, rumor again that we really didn't go to the moon. I know, John. It's incredible because I always respond back in a very positive way is, how do you think we got 840-plus pounds of rocks from the moon back? They just didn't arrive by FedEx or UPS, and, uh, you know, there's a lot more serious ways to talk about it. But this is interesting, too, John. We always talk about the mystery of the week, and this one goes right back to Starbase with SpaceX. And everybody by now has at least seen this video of this rocket that's tumbling, and then you see the thing go off and explode, or ground control pushes the button to destroy it. But here's the real scoop that we're finding out. So much damage happened by that launch stand as the rocket was lighting, remember, the most powerful rocket in the world to date, those 33 Raptor engines, apparently people miles away were saying they could hear it in their head, shaking their head. You know, the vibration and sound was off the charts. But what happened in a short way is that chunks of concrete probably got blown back up into some of those engines and obviously canceled out some of the 33, but it sent a debris field and actually started a fire. You mean it, it happened while taking off? Yes, absolutely. And it's so incredible. Imagine the power of that rocket, you know, 16 million pounds of thrust. Again, apparently they didn't have one of those water traps where they actually can abate the sound. 
and flood the thing like they do with the big SLSs and the space shuttles. But the point is, the beaches along there were pulverized with so much dust and debris, windows were shattered. So the FAA is grounded until further investigation. But the good news is the rocket does work. But unfortunately, for the environmental side on the ground, there's a lot of problems with that. But still, they're counting it as a success because even Elon Musk said it's like throwing a big bunch of grenades up into the air. You never know when they're going to pop or blow, but... That's an amazing story. So bottom line, John, more I, damage. I think, yeah. Steve Tate, I think they're full of crap. I mean, you mean you, you, there's 33 engines, 33 engines. Something mm-hmm. to go wrong is more possible with 33 engines. Oh, you bet. I mean, it's amazing. This whole Raptor cluster has never been, they've tested, they say, on the ground. But with the power that's coming out of this liquid oxygen and liquid methane, you know, it's something they have to, they have to rebuild this whole thing on the safety concerns inside. But again, John, we'll never really know all the details on that, but I just wanted to pass that on from what the media is talking about and what apparently people experience down in that area in Boca Chica, uh, you know, right off the Gulf of Mexico there. So we'll have to see what happens with the next star la- a starship launch, I should say, with the next heavy booster. But there's so many things to talk about on the positive side as we took at the live sky. And as we end here on our last Sunday morning in April, the May skies, John, are full of some beauty and some majesty, and I like to talk about it here. We have another of the beautiful full moons coming up, and that is on the 5th and the morning of the 6th, May 6th, that is, the beautiful full flower moon. And at this time of year, John, we can see so many Earth-based satellites. I watch them here in Arizona all the time, people across the country and the world. The space station lights up big and bright like Venus, which is in the west at sunset. And you can see the Chinese space station called Tiangong, and that website is heavens-above.com for people who want to see it. But it's an amazing time. I always love spring, John, and all across your listening area and this radio show, people are out hopefully getting out to what? Expand their minds, look at things in the sky, and take advantage of our beautiful season as we move deeper into spring. It's an amazing time. Have we heard anything from Mars or anything like that? Yes, we actually have. They're one of the spacecraft that was put up and orbiting around Mars has gotten a very interesting view of one of the two Martian moons, the little tiny one called Deimos. And it shows this very strange topography on the surface. You know, many people, like we've talked about before, have even speculated that those two objects don't fit the equation for being natural satellites. And that even in, you know, maybe in the near future, if we go to Phobos with a probe, and they're going to do that, that there might be a lot of porosity or that the hollowness of that particular satellite, one of them, may be more so Phobos than Deimos. But this little uh, Islamic satellite uh, from launched by the Arab nations, they, they actually have imaged this demos. Some of the strangest thing in the world. There's no other moons that like that in the entire solar system. We always thought that our Earth moon, which it's true, it has a little bit of a hollow pocket area on the surface. But this is really interesting, and people can view all those images that are coming through. It's just amazing, the technology. So Deimos and Phobos, uh, two very strange moons of Mars, Phobos will eventually crash, as will Deimos, you know, thousands, maybe even, I don't know, half a million years in the future, into Mars. But they sure get you wondering, where the heck did they come from? Understood. Well, Steve Cates, Dr. Sky, thank you for filling in uh, all the American people. You make us uh, think a little extra on a Sunday morning, and uh, uh, we'll catch up again real soon. Well, thank you. Go to WABCRadio.com for the Dr. Sky experience. And as always, John, thank you so much for having me as part of the team. Appreciate it. God bless. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 